What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be rocking with you as always with the Big Ten Football Focus podcast live from outside again uh, another great week of Big Ten football I am so happy to discuss some of the trends that we're starting to see within the Big Ten and uh, we're going to kind of get into the standings where I mean week six uh, traditionally you pay you know uh, uh 12 games in a season, uh, 13 if you go to the conference championship, 14 if you go to a bowl game, uh, and so uh, additional ones go on, right? And so we're about that halfway point, and so we're going to kind of check out the standings and uh, kind of talk about uh, some of the things that, w- that we've seen. Um, again, halfway through, we're going to be kind of doing a check uh, where these teams are at, and then of course we're going to go over right and wrong. Absolutely killed it this week. Feeling really good uh, that we were able to get back after a couple of, of losing weeks. Uh, you know, losing by one game. It was one way or another. Uh, but it, nonetheless, it feels great to be back on track and, and to be discussing these things with you. So as always, uh, let's jump into it right now with the recap for the week. The first thing that I want to talk about uh, just briefly on the, uh, the recap of week six was people are finally starting to realize that Illinois is is a good football team. Uh, we said at the beginning of the year, the very, very beginning, we said if this team gets on a run, and, and we, we kind of broke down their schedule, despite having a fairly difficult schedule too, if this team, you know, the first three games, if they can get out of it two and one, and then over the next three games we said, best case scenario, right, because they, they've got a bye uh, coming up after Minnesota, but Best case scenario, they they upset Wisconsin or Iowa or Minnesota. I didn't think they would win all three. Best case scenario, I said one. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. You're going to play spoiler on one. So then you're four and three, five and two, like that going into the last, you know, last little slate of the season, Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Northwestern. I knew they could beat Nebraska. I thought they would beat Northwestern. Michigan State looks down. Purdue, uh... Up and down, but if you're if right now if the, the way that they're playing with only one loss, you're you're hoping for a berth in the Big Ten title game, right? That that's best case scenario. Uh, right now, honestly, there is one series they're they're one series away from being undefeated, which is insane. And I want to talk about the pivot of Brett Bielema that he was able to do. He was able to pivot. He saw things coming. And he was able to move, move, and get in position to make these moves. To, to, to make these moves, his style of play. He he went. He got a very very smart young offensive coordinator. Has a very very smart young defensive coordinator, and he is playing the manager. He's not he's not a coordinator. He's just kind of managing the team. And in my opinion, I think that the best coaches are the managers when they're willing to give up just a little bit just a little bit the, the best example right off the top of my head is because i love this team tampa bay buccaneers bruce arians in the year 2020 with tom brady he let byron leftwich and todd bowles call the offense and defense respectively you look at, at the kansas city chiefs you've got eric b you've got steve spagnola you've got andy reed Right, I feel like the best coaches out there have an offensive coordinator. They have a defensive coordinator. You look even at the, the, the New England Patriots. Belichick's not calling; he's managing. Josh McDaniels for a very long time. Patricia, all of those guys, revolving door at defensive coordinator. 
They manage the team. They're able to see things, and they have the ultimate say, right? Uh, and, and it's really interesting when you really dig into that. And I really think Brett Bielema taking his hands off the controls a little bit, letting them go, and then being able to recognize that and be able to entice people to come to Illinois is absolutely amazing. I thought Illinois was going to go to the to a bowl game this year. Did not think that they would be five and one, sitting at five one one right now. And and honestly, like I said, we're going to be looking at the standings in, in a few minutes. But they are sitting absolutely in prime position. Now they are tied with Nebraska and Purdue, but sitting in prime position atop the uh, Big Ten West, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm excited to to talk more about them. Uh, like I said, I, I I tweeted out a long time ago. I uh, this this will this could become a, a whole Illinois podcast because I really believed in this team this year. I thought that they would be good. Uh, I still think that that Minnesota is is still the. I wouldn't. I don't know. Odds on favor. I would still say Minnesota is probably my my pick to go to Indianapolis. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, but I do really like Illinois. I like what they've been doing. Like I said, one bad series. They're they are one bad series from from being undefeated right now. One defensive lapse in judgment. And honestly, it it was tough. Uh, you know, on the road. They they were one one series so in, so that was awesome. Uh, a couple other things, of course, when we when we uh, bet for Purdue, uh, they burn us. When we bet against Purdue, they burn us. Uh, they were able to go to Maryland and and beat them thirty one to twenty nine. That was obviously a big win for Purdue, uh, big win. And uh, Purdue, like I said, just mentioned sitting atop the 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 Big Ten West there. Another interesting game, Michigan showed a lot of heart, a lot of grit. When you have a coach go down on the sideline, you're in, a, you're in an emotional game. Uh, you're trying to to really figure out, you know, okay, can we go forward? A lot of emotions on the sidelines. I mean, it's horrific. Uh, I wish him and his family the very best. I believe it was Coach Hart. Um, I, I wish him the very, very best. And for Michigan to go on the road, gut it out, be able to win. Uh, it never really felt like Indiana was in it. The, the, the score, I don't feel like it really did it justice. Uh, but they were able to ink out the win. That's what you want to do if you're Michigan. Those are the games that you're going to look back on. And I think it actually prepares them better for this week. A lot of people uh, are taking Penn State uh, coming up just as a, a brief preview into next week. A lot of people are taking Penn State just based solely on the fact that Michigan hasn't looked great, didn't look great against Indiana. And Penn State's coming off of a bye. But I think that honestly fortifies a team. Uh, it, it fortifies it, it gives them uh, something to rally around, right? Uh, I, uh, the, be the best example that I can come to mind right now, last year, the University of Utah rallied around. Uh, they had a horrific uh, accident where one of their players got shot. You know, they, they, they rally around that. They make it about it. They're, they're playing for something bigger than themselves. And I think that Michigan did very well do that as well going forward, uh, you know, with, with the coach and, and everything. So uh, they obviously will need it going into this week, top 10 matchup between the two uh, teams. And then finally, just a shout out, Friday night, uh, Nebraska came back from beating Rutgers. Uh, they were on the road, come back, scored two touchdowns. Phenomenal for them uh, to be able to ink out the win there. And, uh, I mean, there's the other games, right? Wisconsin won, Ohio State won. Uh, Wisconsin won convincingly. Uh, don't really know what's going on in Northwestern, but like I said, uh, Boring game for me to watch. Don't really want to discuss it. Uh, we're not in the we're not in the the boring business. We're in the entertainment business. So let's let's jump in uh, to the standings. Like I said, that we would, and then we'll go into right wrong uh, from our uh, previous podcast, our, our, our betting podcast. Right. So 
As I'm looking, uh, the the Big Ten East will kind of start off. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all undefeated. Maryland does drop. They're sitting in that fourth spot. I think they're going to kind of camp out in that fourth spot. Uh, obviously, uh, with wins over Michigan State, uh, that's going to kind of keep them at bay. I, they're definitely better than Indiana. Uh, they'll beat Northwestern. Uh, you know, they're looking at Wisconsin. I don't think that they'll they'll spoil. I don't think they'll beat Penn State. Uh, they'll be on the road in Happy Valley. The one that I could see uh, as a potential would be that Ohio State game just because Ohio State would be uh, playing Michigan that next week. Maryland is a team that you don't want to overlook. But last week just kind of felt disjointed. Uh, didn't seem like themselves against Purdue. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities just to win it, and, and they, just, they just didn't take advantage of that. So. As I'm kind of looking at it, I think uh, Maryland's sitting right there at the number four spot. I think that's where it's going to be at. Uh, very interesting. I, I, I think Penn State's going to stay at that three. I really think that it, it's going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan, last game of the season. I, I truly believe they're both going to be going. They're both going to be undefeated going into this. Like I said, this could be kind of an upset week for for Michigan. A little nerve wracking if I'm a big Blue fan, but I think they're going to be playing for something bigger than themselves at home uh, against the Nittany Lions, and then. You know, Ohio State, when you look at their schedule, uh, they play, uh, they have a bye week this week, then they're up against Ohio, or Iowa uh, the following week, and then they're up against Penn State on the road. That could be a little difficult, like I said, mentioned, uh, aforementioned the Maryland game. It is the week before uh, the Michigan game, so very easy to overlook them. But I, I again, I think these TUT teams are going to be undefeated. I think the game's going to be bigger than what it ever has been. Uh, but looking down the road, uh, you know, you look at uh, Indiana Rutgers and uh, Michigan State. You know, Indiana, uh, they're, again, in a very precarious spot. Uh, they have Maryland Rutgers and Penn State coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, if they're able to, to rattle off some wins, uh, you know, maybe beat a Rutgers. I don't think they'll be Maryland um, this week, this, this upcoming week, but uh, I, I think they're, they're sitting right about where they're at. The, the one team that's surprising to me is Michigan State. Uh, they do have Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to break that. We'll be breaking that game down uh, just because I think both teams desperately, desperately need this game. Uh, maybe they can spoil Michigan in the big house. Michigan State has, you know, under Mel Tucker has played great against Michigan, so maybe they can spoil it. But even that, that Illinois game, I'm starting to look at it and I'm starting to reevaluate. Re uh, Michigan State could easily uh, be 2-6 six at that at that Illinois game and Illinois could be the ones that knock them out of that that bull berth and so very interesting team to keep our eye on uh, I mean I don't think Sparty has the the weaponry nor the talent to upset anybody uh, I could see them maybe beating Rutgers in Indiana and moving into that five spot uh, and then Indiana and Rutgers kind of dogfighting for that final one but uh, Rutgers and Indiana are, Indiana are both teams that you don't want to sleep on uh, they've they played well against Michigan Indiana of course uh, but really interesting. It's kind of how I see that one racking up. Now, the interesting, the, mo the most uh, compelling one is actually the West, despite the West being very mediocre against the East. Of course, you know, Ohio State, Michigan. 
and Penn State, uh, very, I, I think this is going to be an absolute scramble. Uh, Iowa and Northwestern are both 1-2, and two, and Wisconsin 1-2, and two, and uh, Iowa is just hoping that they get back on the horse, they get right. Uh, again, they don't play this week. Uh, they kind of reassess themselves. I don't think they beat Ohio State. I think they're 3-4, and four, and they're just praying that they can get a couple of wins, but right now, Iowa, I see them at the same level as Nebraska. I see them at the same level. I see them below Purdue. Uh, I see them slightly better than, than Northwestern, uh, but they've really got to get back on the horse, and, and they've got to beat Wisconsin. I think that game's going to be a really telltale sign for both of these teams going into the offseason. Something to build on, something to build off of. Uh, you look at Northwestern, I, I really think they're going to be the worst one here. I think Nebraska will begin to fall. Uh, just when you, when you don't have a head coach, you don't have that, that one sound voice, I think you're going to start seeing some chaos. I don't think they beat Purdue, nor they beat Illinois. Uh, and then they go Michigan or Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. I think they wrap off. Uh, maybe they, they win one more game, but I, I really see a 4-8 and eight season coming for Nebraska, and then we're, they're going to go out and swing bid uh, on some hires to, to get somebody Hopefully that can kind of turn around. Uh, Nebraska just doesn't have a culture, and you can see it. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of a lot of college and a lot of uh, pro, and you can tell when the, when the guys are buying into what the coach is selling. Uh, obviously, you know Matt Rule, formerly college coach at Carolina. I'm a huge Buccaneers fan, so I've seen him play against Carolina. Watch a lot of Panthers games because I want to see what the Bucks are going to be going up against. And it just never felt like the players bought in. And and I, you know, Scott Frost never had that buy-in. So hopefully they can go and get somebody that can get that culture. Uh, get that kind of going on that end. I, I again, I really think that the biggest one is going to be Minnesota. Now they are one and one right now, uh, but just looking at their schedule, uh, they do they have to play Illinois, which again we'll be previewing on the next podcast. They play Penn State, but then it lightens up a ton. So if you can if you can beat Illinois, now it's going to be on the road. That's going to be a tough tough game. Uh, but then you get Penn State after they play Michigan right afterwards so you're getting the aftermath maybe not get their best game it is at home but if you can survive that one if you can get out of that Penn State game you've got Rutgers Nebraska Northwestern Iowa Wisconsin I think you absolutely cut it up and uh, really I see them at at maybe one other loss Uh, I could see them upsetting Penn State as kind of a letdown game if Penn State beats Michigan kind of uh, forgets about uh, Minnesota the the next week kind of like Minnesota did with Purdue Uh, but I really think right now Minnesota is a a three dog race Minnesota Purdue and Illinois at this time obviously that can change with injuries and stuff like that but Purdue kind of out of the thick of their schedule. Uh, they did play Minnesota, played Maryland, uh, and they avoid all the big dogs. They, uh, you know, they, they don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan. Uh, they've already played Penn State. Very tough. But I think they rattle off some wins here. I think they beat Nebraska. I think they beat Wisconsin. I think they beat Iowa. I think it's going to be a very good game in, in Illinois on the 12th. Uh, they beat Northwestern. They beat Indiana. Rivalry game, right? Uh, in Bloomington. Going to be a tough game. But really, I'm, I'm seeing them maybe one more loss uh, potentially against Illinois, but if they could if they could beat them, uh, they're they're primed to be going to uh, going to Indianapolis. So it's kind of up for grabs. Like I said, it's a three dog race. I really think Illinois can do it. Uh, this week is going to be the the week of all weeks. If they can beat Minnesota, the only team that's going to be standing in their way is that Purdue game. And and honestly. 
I think you're feeling pretty good because you're at home against both of them. Obviously, you don't want to have a letdown game against Nebraska, but you got that bye week in between. Uh, and then I don't think you're going to beat Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan, the only thing, again, like I said with Ohio State, is that it is a week before the game, but you are at the big house if you're Michigan, if you're a Michigan fan, so you're feeling good about that. But Illinois, looking great. Um, I could maybe see one loss. Maybe they split with Minnesota and Purdue. Uh, but in order to to stay ahead, if Illinois wins this week, it's really going to be between them and Purdue. And uh, getting them at home on the 12th will be a phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, who cares if you lose to Michigan? You beat Northwestern. You're going to Indian- Indianapolis playing the winner of Ohio State against Michigan. And you're feeling great. So that's kind of how I see where everybody's at. Obviously, uh, some surprises. Michigan State being a surprise on the bad end. Good end. Uh, Maryland, a lot better than what I thought. I thought they were going to be right, just barely above 500. Uh, I could see them in their 4-2 right now. I could see them getting uh, four more wins. Uh, if they really want to spoil it, five. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, Maryland, Maryland definitely has been a surprise on the good end. I thought Sparty would be right there, and uh, you know Rutgers and Indiana still fighting for the bottom. There's a very real chance that that Sparty doesn't win. Uh, they just have an absolute abysmal season, and then hopefully get back to the drawing board. But we're going to watch this next week again. Very telltale. Uh, I think a lot is riding on this Michigan State Wisconsin game. At least you're at home. Wisconsin looked a lot better than what you have yet that so far this season however you have a head coach Wisconsin does not that's one thing in your sp- favor Sparty fans and then on the in the west obviously I- Illinois we predicted it we thought that they would be in the mix didn't think they'd be in the mix to go to Indianapolis we said that they were going to be good we said that they would be going to a bowl game that they had the the weaponry they had the system that they could go there they've been the best surprise I hope they can get one more win I've been cheering them on all season uh, not too much of a surprise that Scott Frost was fired um, Minnesota uh, coming out uh, Iowa Wisconsin not looking great this is definitely Minnesota Purdue Illinois this is your chance to grab the West and maybe issue or, uh, you know usher in a new uh, Big Ten West, uh, it's been long dominated by Iowa and Wisconsin and Northwestern for that matter. And those three are at the absolute bottom right now. Maybe this is the changing of a guard. I don't think so. I think those teams will still bounce back. But you've got to take advantage of it while they are down, right? Uh, you know, I always say, and I know I make a lot of analogies. I, I go across sports quite a bit. But you look at the Lakers in the 2020, uh, you know, finals. Anthony Davis got some rest. You had to take advantage of that because I don't. that was the only time that they were able to have a fully healthy LeBron fully healthy Anthony Davis they take advantage they win the, the NBA championship against uh, the Miami Heat so I know it was a, it was a, it was an interesting analogy right I love going across sports I love sports uh, but you got to take advantage you got to strike when the iron's hot and for those three teams this might be the best uh, chance that you've had in the last decade or so for Illinois maybe since since like 2004 I mean we're talking a long time back for the fighting Illini uh, but nonetheless very excited so for the final segment uh, or final little thing here, we just want to go over right and wrong. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we do a betting show uh, releases Thursday, Friday time, just depending on, on when we get it out there. Right. And uh, we always go over the lines, active lines, what we do if the lines move, yada, yada, yada. And we had an amazing week this week. We'll kind of rattle through some of these things and uh, where, where we were right and where we were wrong. So the Nebraska, we were right. We said, take Nebraska. Uh, I thought that they would, uh, we, uh, they would win by more than three. We were wrong on that. But we were right taking Nebraska to win. Wrong saying Nebraska would, would cover the spread. 
Next game up, we had Indiana uh, plus 21 and a half. They actually, Michigan only won by 21. I said that hook is just too tasty. I see it. I saw it as three scores. I thought I uh, the prediction, I believe, was 42 to 21. Uh, it actually climbed as high as 23 and a half. I liked it. I said, take that Indiana one. So we're right at that number. That half point is what swayed me. That's where we were able to cash in. Uh, but we thought that Michigan would win, but we thought hey, Indiana at plus 21 and a half. Next game up, wrong on both ends. Instances, I thought that Maryland was going to win by more than three. Actually, I predicted them by seven. And, of course, we had them winning the game, so we were wrong on both of those. And then we were right. Those were, that was the last time we were wrong. We were right on Wisconsin covering the spread, minus 10, and them winning the game outright. We were right with Ohio State's covering the 26-and-a-half and right on the them winning it outright. And then we said Iowa. We said take Iowa plus three-and-a-half because I thought it was going to be 27-24. Illinois was going to win. I thought Illinois was going to win, so we were right on those. Uh, it wasn't that high scoring, nine to six. Uh, Illinois was able to ink out the win uh, in Illinois, you know, at home. Absolutely phenomenal game. That's one of those that uh, those kids are going to remember and hopefully can carry that momentum going forward. Uh, as stated uh, before, we've got some very interesting games coming up this next week. Not as many as last week. Uh, you know, we had six last week. We were four and two on the spread, five and one, uh, picking the outright winner. Uh, just real quick before we get into next week. For the season that pushes our season totals up to 31 and 20 on the spread, that was a big help. Again, we're trying to be right about 60%. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're right about there. Uh, we're at 61% uh, right as far as the spread goes. So trying to make you guys a little bit of money, trying to add that, that, that extra element. Of course, always gamble responsibly. Uh, and next week, looking at the games, I have one less game. So we're either going to have a winning week or a losing week. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We can't tie. Uh, last week we could have, but we were able to, to, to tip the scales in our favor, right? Uh, we've got Michigan, Penn State, Illinois, Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Purdue, and Nebraska. And looking at the lines, they've we've got some tasty lines. I'm hoping that we get a little bit of line movement uh, before we record that next podcast that you guys will be listening to. Of course, uh, it'll be a couple days before that one releases, but uh, interested to see nonetheless what is going to be happening in the Big Ten uh, see what the money's coming in on right now uh, just just right now as we're sitting here uh, Minnesota is favored six and a half points against Illinois I would I really like that number I think that is a really good number and I would bet Illinois on that we've bet Illinois a lot this year and it has yet to fail us and I would say that uh, it's a pretty good pretty good indication so Keep your eye on that. We'll see how it kind of flips uh, going forward. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, absolutely phenomenal download numbers. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That's the best place to reach out to us at Big Ten Pod. Uh, we've taken a couple of caller uh, questions on here. I love doing that. Love having that extra uh, intimacy with, with listeners. Uh, be sure to, to, to like, comment, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Uh, continue to support this podcast as we grow it. Again, uh, I've done a lot of podcasts. This has been by far my favorite podcast to do. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of fun things. We've been right. We're starting to see trends, and I cannot wait for the last half of the season. I think we've got some phenomenal gains coming up, and uh, we'll see uh, what happens as we go towards the race to Min uh, to Indianapolis. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here on the Betting Podcast. <laughs>